This week on the Catching Up Podcast with Connor and Nick, we are talking about Founders Live popping all over the world right now. They had simultaneous events all over the city, including Nick hosting here in Seattle last night for Founders Live Seattle. We're talking briefly about some of the people who competed last night. We're also going to talk about Facebook's announcement of their new cryptocurrency called Global Coin that they plan to launch in the beginning of 2020. So we're excited, a little nervous, a little suspicious about that launch. But I hope you enjoy this next episode of the Catching Up Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Connor, joined by Nick Hughes. Please enjoy the show. Hey, Nick, what's going on? Not much, man. How are you? I hear I can hear birds chirping, so I gotta ask where you're at. I know you're in Seattle. I I am in Seattle. I made a little uh, little surprise stop. You can hear those birds chirping. I'm in uh, North Seattle, actually, at my Airbnb. Nice birds chirping is just always this like pleasant sound. It um, is, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know like why. I mean, I think a lot of people just associate like birds in the morning as this like peaceful, relaxing. Uh, maybe it's just because they're, they're animals and, and we're all attached to animals in some type of way. Yeah, it's uh, it's a beautiful sound, man. Um, so yeah, you've had so a crazy th- week, I assume, because Founders Live has been popping off at, like, I feel like every city on the map, um, including Seattle last night. So how are you feeling this morning? I know usually the morning after Founders Live Seattle, it's usually a little rough. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. It was, it was a great night. Man, I'll just even describe – my yesterday like I woke up in both or I woke up in Boulder at like 4 30 in the morning I had to get up and I had I had to like get going I had to get an Uber to I took an Uber from where I was staying in Airbnb to then the um basically the this like the bus station that then there's a bus that goes from Boulder to Denver uh airport and so like I it was like these chain of reaction events that had to come together or I would have not made the plane, which I end up, I end up getting the airport like 40 minutes before my flight. I try to go to like get, take my luggage and like check it. And, um, and so like, I then like, I try to check my luggage and I can't check my luggage. And the guy's like, you need to like, you basically need to take it to, is that because you got to be 45 minutes early? I like lug it. Yeah, exactly. No, he looks like, really? Well, I'm just like, dude, you like fucking help me out here, you know? And so he's like, no, you need to like go to the gate. So I like lug my, all my luggage to the gate. And I, I'm the guy that gets on the plane at the last, you know, it wasn't like they were waiting for me, but I was like the last person. I was like, God, it was so crazy. So I like sit down and I get on, I'm just in my seat. Like, thank you. Like just, I literally made the flight. So then we flew to Seattle and then I had to like, I had a couple of things going, like I had a couple of errands and then meetings and then I had to like get ready for the event. And then we had the event and it was awesome. It was at ThinkSpace and it was great. There was like 200 plus people. It was it was just so such a good event and um which i think i'll 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 go through in a second but i actually pitched um essentially the evolution of what's going to happen with with this trap this tour and uh what's happening so i actually stood up on stage and did my own 99 second pitch which was really cool yeah that's awesome that um 
you like structure it in the same way that everyone else did. And and what yeah, what, what and, inspired that decision? Well, what it inspired the decision was um so, you know, I've kind of teased it a little bit over the last, you know, month or two, but um I have been speaking with some people that are highly connected in Hollywood and other places and you know, we're starting to look at what <clears throat> what this could look like especially as the tour unfolds, but just the whole nature of it, like what does it look like if it was actually a TV show that was, or like a show on Netflix that um, kind of like in the way that Anthony Bourdain has, uh, or when he did have his show, he went to new cities, captured the culture, captured like the stories. And he was talking about like food and culture, but what if like I and we as a, you know, as a team, continued this tour went to new cities essentially had a film crew that was capturing the whole thing in the in the sense of we go to a new city like I do a little bit of like history and innovation and like you know what's come out of the city and why is it important but then we pre-select we have five people that are the five founders that we start capturing their story and what are they working on and what did they overcome and and really just like help them prepare towards the event that ends up taking place that's a competition that in the end that there's a pitch competition and there's a winner that comes out of it and it the whole show like in one city culminates in a storyline getting these characters that are like building cool stuff and we highlight them and what they're building and then to the end there's actually a competition that that, then there's a winner and like you can imagine a season that is just episodes of certain cities and maybe a season is a continent and um like this is already happening i mean that was my whole pitch was like i'm already doing this like this is a show like let's get let's get some resources and a team around this let's like make it happen so um that was kind of the whole push and there some of the people that i've been talking with that are actually in la and hollywood were at the event last night and so we wanted to capture that on video to then be able to like polish it up and use that as like a pitch essentially a pitch oh that's a good idea exactly executive producers and studios yeah okay so now you because we've talked about it throughout the show here as you've been working on it and so now it sounds like it's really starting to like get some wheels and it's like put, let's put together some type of sizzle reel to uh, start presenting it to some people that's super cool and so um Hey, Nick, a little technical difficulty. <laughs> We're back. We're back, though. Uh, apologize to anyone out there listening. We uh, somehow dropped the call here on Anchor. Uh, but that's awesome, Nick. So let's talk a little bit more about um, just all the events and all the winners. So this week on Founders Live, I saw that there was an event in Phoenix, Boston, San Francisco, Portland, Dallas. And then last week you had LA and Lagos in Africa, mm-hmm. which is just like insane to have that many events going off how did that all run and are there any winners from any of those events that you want to give a little shout out to yeah well uh the winner of last night was nomina and in seattle and um they're building some really interesting stuff around essentially like what they say is like data roi which i think is like a really interesting way to um to describe, you know, what 
what that I mean, it, it can it can kind of get a little bit um, out there, but um, so just like kind of reading through some stuff, they said we started Nomina because we believe that users have a right to own, protect, control, and profit from their own personal data. We also believe that businesses need a way to maintain relationships with their customers without being forced to bear the ever-increasing costs and liabilities of user data on their servers. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so like, it, it, you know, it's just like, when you look at what's happening with like, you know, Facebook and, you know, Google and just like the sheer magnitude of data and privacy and protection, I, you can see that, that this is the next evolution of, of um, you know, data analyzation and who owns it and what's the value of it and, and why. And, and so, um, yeah, they, they had a great pitch and uh, they won. And I, I will honestly say that I actually voted for someone different, but that doesn't mean that I didn't think that they were great. But I actually felt that there was an even better pitch. Um, and, and so, like, I had voted for someone different. But it was um, all, all freaking really good. So the one that I voted for was Lana. And they are, they are actually building out a um, – they connect English-speaking teachers, not teachers like education, in the, but, but essentially for English as a second language around the world where – people that are living in other countries that want to learn English, um, they are creating a marketplace to connect, you know, English people that teach English to other people, uh, connecting them with the, the, the users and customers that are living in China and or oh, nice. Brazil or whatever. Yeah. So really interesting, cool thing. Uh, obviously, you know, not, not the first one to do it, but they're, they, they see a unique uh, direction and value in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both of those, are certainly needed and yeah with luna there are a few competitors out there so so that will be a difficult journey but they're providing fully uh you know it can work out and in that aspect as well it's just like you're being so helpful and trying to bring language to the world which is just as important uh and then personal security and personal data is really going to become an asset one day for all of us just like how we look at our bank accounts uh, or our physical assets that we own, I think our personal data online is also going to get bundled into that one day. And so how do we, uh, A, visualize that? Because right now, none of us can really see what that data is or who has it or who has control of it. And I re I'll really be curious as our generation grows up and it's very obvious about all the stuff that we have online, like who has ownership and how do you control that and how do you maintain uh, what brands or other companies get uh, because terrible people can do terrible things with it. <clears throat> that that is, I actually think that that is probably the question of our our lifetime, our era, which is like, like how do we, how does society and technology and the companies that are are really running our life, dude? Like you know, we're talking on a phone. It's possibly an iPhone. You know, Apple has access to all this information. Or if you're not on an Android you know, what it, you know, especially Google has all that. So where and how does it evolve so that humans actually have more control and protection on the data that they create? And the, the, or age, and I don't know what it looks like in 10 years, 20 years. Like I don't, I'm not going to pretend I do, but um, I think that companies, such as Nomina and others are like actually really, you know, really looking at that. 
Um, so yeah, really cool. It was, I know. It was, I'm sorry. Dude, I it was, make it. I just, I missed uh, you, man. Yeah, I'm you like, know, it was, I'm, uh, I'm drowning there, uh, but it was stuff like, right it was now. A great event. Um, and I was in Columbia city until like six 30 and then <laughs> I just, yeah. Cause I was, I tuned in the live stream and then it wasn't started yet. And then I got on the train and I didn't come back. And then I woke up early this morning to watch it. And then I found out that you can't watch it yet. And I was like, oh, man. But like, I, I, I thought I had that in my back pocket. I was like, all right, if I don't make it there, yeah. I can always just wake up in the morning uh, and watch it. And then so I was a little bummed because <laughs> some, of the, some of the cities you can still watch right now on Facebook. And so you, you're working with, is it Bitloom or Bitloom? Yeah. And then some of the cities have Facebook. So is Bitloom only here Bitloom, in Seattle yeah. right now? Yeah, so you know, Bitloom is a startup here in Seattle. We they pitched last year and um, actually pitched at Seattle at our Seattle event, and you know, so I was like, okay, yeah, let's let's trial and let's you know, kind of. I've been working with them and being an early user to help them um, develop their product. Um, I will say this: that we are, and man, this is crazy. Like I'm just having this conversation recently over a couple people for sure. Uh, we still haven't figured out the exact model for live streaming but i think if we do dude like this takes this to the whole next level and i i can just sense that we're kind of knocking on the door on this whole thing but i don't know what platform it's going to be i was actually i was in boulder the other day i was at the google offices we're actually starting to work with google very very much closer in a number of cities and globally so google cloud we're getting very close with they're awesome. And the people that I've been interacting with at Google, they, they love Founders Live. They really, it's just a great partnership. And I was talking with someone about, hey, I, in an ideal world, I think that, you know, we, if we could use YouTube in a way that would power the, the live streams and essentially it's a YouTube live and, you know, we have our channel, but the thing is very unique because we need all, like y yesterday is a good example. We had three concurrent events. And so how can we have, multi multi users be able to stream through if you can imagine i'm kind of diagramming like below there's all these like different um kind of nodes that come up to and flow into the the main founders live account that if you're a just a watcher like someone that's watching and a viewer it's like your phone buzzes and it's like hey founders live seattle is going live in 15 minutes and here's the five companies and blah, 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 that are pitching and, or founders live Phoenix or founders live San Francisco. Like you'd get notified, you'd be able to click a button and you'd be able to watch it. And you could watch that, you know, Buenos Aires, London, Seattle, blah, 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 all in one experience that yet, if you think about it, all these admins have access to be able to stream through this channel. I don't know how to do that as like a general user. And so I was like, I was like talking with this person that works at Google and he's like, all right, let me see if I can get you yeah. a connection with YouTube to the point where we can customize it. Right. Because we have, we have this like unique situation, but dude, if we, if we can nail that, that online viewer experience to the point where it is like solid and you get notified like what's happening on a daily and weekly basis and you can tap in and watch any city instantly and then be able to act on it. Yeah, that, that becomes a big deal. Dude, this is a if, like way bigger than it is right now. And and so and and that's like that's what we're what, I mean, that's what we're building towards, that's what we're knocking on the door on, but we're not there yet. So 
we've been looking at, you know, Bitloom and others just trialing and, you know, but I don't want to use Facebook. Like, so we, we use yeah. Facebook just net, like it's easy to go live on Facebook, but I don't want to use Facebook anymore. Like, it's just not, I, you know, the direction of the company and just yes. the, like, but, the viability of our company, we need to a find company, a better right? solution. And, and hopefully if you get to do this show, it brings a little bit more um, it attention is, man. to like, the platform, which can bring a little bit more resources to build it up. And, and technology's got to go with you, right? I assume when this when real 5G comes out, that'll be a big help because live streaming just is difficult still. And I assume live streaming on mul- from multiple cities at the same time is difficult and trying to figure out what the experience is so that uh, someone as a consumer, wherever they are, they can kind of know, oh, do, should I be watching San Francisco right now? Or should I be watching Dallas right now? Or should I be in Seattle? Like it's, uh, yeah, there's still some, some usability cases there to figure out, but that's so exciting. Just the fact that you have the events happening all over the place. is such a big step. Dude. I, yeah, I will say, I will say this. I had, this happens every so often and you know, I'll be honest, I I don't watch every live stream just because I'm, you know, I got life, right. I'm busy. But, um, the other day, Boston, um, had their event. This was Wednesday night, right? Yeah. Wednesday night. And we were trialing a different, actually a different platform that is actually in Boston and they're a startup as well to live stream the event. So I like clicked in and just like, dude, it was just like, seeing your product experience happen in its own nature itself. Like I clicked in and I'm sitting in a Starbucks, like before I was going to go meet someone um, in Boulder. And I just like, I'm like sitting there and I like tap in and I'm like watching the founders live in, in Boston. And it was so cool. And then of course, because I like, as they're doing the Q and a, I text our city leader and I ask a question and then they like say, Hey, Nick, Nick is a, you know, the founder, Nick, is uh, wondering, and they, like, ask my question, and I'm like, oh, my God. So how cool is that? You know, and, it, like, it, it just shows the power of what we're doing, and if you can yeah, take that I, to a global a level on a very um, massive scale, no, it's going to be really powerful. Platform. And just getting that exposure to all these different companies, and uh, it, it pools resources, yeah. right? Because you just never know. Someone one day is going to uh, pitch from Lagos on the other side of the world, and someone here in Seattle is going to be like, I have, I can help them, right? Or mm-hmm. I have resources for them, or we have something similar and we can help each other. Um, that That's yeah. going to be a beautiful moment when, when that all comes together. And so we've, we've kind of gone real long. So I want to talk about one of the two possible topics, and I'll, and I'll yeah. let you choose. We've got Facebook global coins, or we can talk about the influencer who can't sell her product. Yeah. Man, let's do global coin because uh, I actually saw this uh, kind of come down the pipe a couple of days ago okay, as well. So, and to catch um, up, I want to hear your thoughts first, but I've got some earlier thoughts. this week that they're going to launch their own cryptocurrency called Global Coin, and the goal is to get it out like early 2020, so next year. Uh, and there, uh, in this article that I linked from BBC, was that they actually estimate that it's 30 million people that already use cryptocurrency but facebook's got 2.4 billion monthly users so my big thing is if they can get this to work which i'm very skeptical about uh for a myriad of reasons but this could be mass adoption of cryptocurrency and kind of understanding currency in a different way and that it's not paper dollars or 
credits and debits. And so because Facebook has the reach, I think that there's a possibility there and it could really be like really game changing. My thing is uh, blockchain is designed to have enough, uh, make you anonymous and cut out the big guy. But then I feel like Facebook is going to have all this data and they're going to be able to manipulate it. And I, I feel like it's a clash, right? Of like, are these big corporations supposed to be creating these these um, these networks that are supposed to cut someone like Facebook out? And so I'm a little skeptical about um, you know giving this powerful item and putting it in the wrong hands of the wrong people. And so this is actually about a decade ago. Facebook tried to launch their own currency, um, but after two years they shut it down. But this is a whole new world ten years later when you think about the just how many people are on Facebook and how well it's known and how many people are currently using cryptocurrency, how they can jump across. And so I'm curious about it. I'm definitely not going to be the first one to signs up, but the big thing will be about, can they stabilize a currency? We are never going to be able to get another currency adopted by the mass population of people until it is stable, right? Just most people aren't going to put a majority of their money or any bit of money if there's these extreme fluctuations that have been happening. So Facebook's really going to have to do a lot of work to uh, anchor itself to major currencies. So there's actually some stability in, in what they're offering. Yeah. I, I'm torn on this as well, because I think it's, I think it's time in terms of <clears throat> there there's, it's time for something like this from a currency. And, you know, obviously they tried it 10 years ago with like credits and other things, but dude, uh, I just think like, you know, I don't know, man, I think the time, I think the tide has turned on Facebook and I think that this is another attempt for them to try something, but I don't think the trust is there, dude. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm pulling for Facebook. I'm not, and I actually am kind of over Facebook in my, you know, if you want to go there. But someone, in terms of some company, it could be a very, like, a blockchain-based cryptocurrency company, such as, like, Coinbase or others. Um, it's going to nail it, dude. And I don't know when that happens. And I don't know who it is, but I don't think it's Facebook, dude. I don't. I don't think that they have enough. I, I think that too much has happened from the privacy and data oriented issues for them to then roll out. A yeah. Currency I mean, it'll, it'll that all people come down to use and trust where you can spend this. So currency. that's my big That's thing. the other hindrance of all the other coins is you're still limited on where you can spend it. The thing is Facebook and Instagram have so much e-commerce already integrated into it that it could become very easy um, and, and I'm still shocked at how many people don't know that Instagram is owned by Facebook, um, because I feel like if Instagram came out with its own currency and like made it sound cool, <laughs> a lot of people would get on board with it, um, and want to buy, be buying things within the platform and would, and would trust it, which is just yeah. kind of weird. But yeah, I mean, uh, fa Facebook in itself kind of seems like it's struggling. But the thing is I've been creating a lot of content on Facebook the, the mainstream audience doesn't see the tech world like you and I do um, with, I mean, I think it's, it's got a long way, but the thing is they own WhatsApp and they own yeah. 
Instagram, which are like the two biggest platforms in their genres. And so uh, they, they've got some pretty strong anchors holding them down. We'll just see if they can uh, create some ability to spend those money in lots of places so it becomes really accessible. Well, yeah, and, you know, look, now that I am, now that, you know, Founders Live is growing and I'm experiencing an international cross-borders interaction and, you know, actually business relationship, um, we have to move money sometimes between, you know, people and, you know, people in different countries. And that's obviously becoming a problem. And I'm like, oh, shoot, okay, like, you know, so um, I, I'm seeing it. And I think when you look at a borderless, um, less regulated for better or for worse system. We need that, but it needs to be uh, legit. It needs to be, you know, accepted on a global scale, recognized on a global scale, and the ability to to. And this was like you know back in the day when I like spent some time in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Like the whole thing was like the ability to easily switch from your native uh, currency as a country to this this digital cryptocurrency and then back to maybe even another different native currency that fluid that has to be very fluid yeah exactly and it has to be very cheap and it has to be very fast so these these things in the in, like that's not necessarily the case right now so um so hey there's still opportunity but um i just i think that I, I think that the, <laughs> the ship has sailed on Facebook. That's my uh, my official opinion. So I don't I don't see I don't see it I don't see it. But hopefully, hey, it, I mean, if they come out and it actually is something that we can all use and it's yeah, seamless if, and instantly, if, if they can the, nail the process, like I'm gonna probably check it out. It's going to be hard to do. Then yeah, I think uh, everyone in society is very quick to change their minds once once something comes out that makes their life easier. But cool, that is it for the show this week. Nick, what do you got going yeah. on? How long are you in Seattle for? But hey, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm here two more days. I actually, man, this is, yeah, so I, I, was in, I was in Colorado, flew here. I'm now in Seattle for three days, and then I leave Sunday night to Bozeman, Montana, and I will be in Bozeman for the next week. And then I fly to Minneapolis. Oh, gonna be and I'll so be in awesome. Minneapolis for the rest of June. Excellent. So well, I look like, forward to uh, talking at. to you next yeah. week from so excited. Um, Bozeman, Montana. I'll be Excellent. In Looking forward to it, Nick. Sunny Enjoy Bozeman, Montana. And I'll have soon. more stories, my friend. <laughs>